Welcome to You've Got Kids. I'm Anya Ryan and today I am talking to my sister Aoife and we are doing our podcast via Zoom because of the current circumstances and today we're going to talk about uh, trying to keep healthy, keep the family healthy while in quarantine because I know I've seen a lot of posts. We're all eating the kitchen sink. <laughs> so uh, Aoife and I have joined Slimming World. Um, so Aoife... Welcome. <laughs> Hi. How are you getting on with Slim World? I know for you, you've done this before and I've done it before. Actually, I won Slimmer of the Year before. And for me, I find it, I suppose it's harder with kids in the house because, you know, I, well, I have four fussy eaters. And I know the other, Eva DeClaire has given me lessons and, you know, just if they don't eat it, you know, that's it. But um, I find it hard with, um, you know, getting the routine because the four of them are very different. Like Avian has a thing with textures, so she doesn't like potatoes and stuff like that. So I find I'm always cooking different dinners for the kids and myself. And then what you have is leftovers on the plate and it's easy just to pick off their plates. And usually like, you know, I kind of mix up if I do them like chips I'll do them broccoli and chicken. And I know that sounds mad, but I mean, they're getting their veg. They'll eat something that they like, which would be the chips. And uh, then they're still getting their broccoli and their protein, their veg and protein, stuff like that. Like, um, I'm getting on good, Jed. I Luckily, mine's only a three-month-old, so she's not fussy yet. But um, I think I've eaten off your kids' plates, like things like that. I have no, no willpower. <laughs> but um, I've been doing great because it's really only me. Um, my partner, Sean, can eat anything he wants so any chocolate that's in the press or like he can eat he has eaten six bars in front of me and you know that's been very difficult <laughs> but um, <laughs> he's getting on the he's getting on the bandwagon with me now like he's he thinks he's a better cook to me so that helps so if I give him a recipe or something that I'm in the mood for he'll try to make it as flavoursome as possible so it's kind of a challenge for him and he's been making some amazing meals so I'll let him continue to think that he is the better cook and uh, yeah I'll reap all the rewards <laughs> You get you so you were being cooked for so like that's a bonus for you, uh, that's funny because I had this plan to do like the, on on Slim World you have your SP days, so I was like okay I'm going to do uh, courgettes pasta with um, meatballs and stuff instead of like using pasta you know just to have more greens on the plate and of course. Uh, I allowed the husband to cook it. I don't mean I allowed him. I, you know what I mean. He was cooking that day, <laughs> and I came in and there he was. He spiralized all the courgettes, and he was after boiling it in water. And I was like, "Oh my god, what the hell am I eating?" He said, "Oh, I think I might have done the courgettes wrong." <laughs> he cooked it like as if you cook ordinary pasta. You're just supposed to fry it lightly and fry it like wherever you're using. But it was hilarious. <laughs> At least he's trying. He was, he was making the effort. Yeah, yeah, no, he definitely, I know. Once they're making an effort, but at least we're trying to get the veg in, we're trying to get the protein in and trying to stay healthy because it's not easy when you're locked up in a house and you're told you're not allowed to go two kilometres from your home, which I'm finding extremely difficult because, like, you know, sunny days like this, we would be gone off somewhere as a family. We'd probably go to Glendalough and the kids would be running around. And I find even with my eldest girl, she's struggling a bit even with sleep, Leodon, because she isn't 
she's not getting the exercise that she does in school because they're running around in the yard and stuff like that. So she's finding it hard to sleep. Her routine is gone and, you know, I can just see this is really starting to affect her. So what we've been doing is starting to go on little cycles. You know, we walked along the canal there the other day and that was really nice, like, just to get out. Because I know some people are giving out when they see people out in public, but I honestly... I think it's so important for your mental health to get out and get that fresh air and get those walks in. Oh yeah, definitely. Like um, that's what I wouldn't be a big drinker, especially after having the baby. And I know some people think, oh, you know, a glass of wine, even or a cigarette or whatever is your guilty pleasure. But I walking does it for me. I, if I don't get a walk in, like you can see my mood just change. Like he notices it straight away. Like he he nearly pushes us to go for a walk now just to avoid the mood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, and, uh, like, that's it, isn't it? Like, and it's getting that vitamin D into your system. Like, I mean, it's not like you're spending the day at the beach or you're spending the day at the canal. Anybody who's kind of look living near the sea, I envy them because, you know, I'm in a couple of chat groups with friends that live by the sea and I'm just so jealous of that. Like, you know, it was like those beach walks. But um, it's, it's important because I don't think there's enough, you know, talk around mental health during this coronavirus in particular. Like, you know, there's an awful lot of people after losing their jobs, they're losing their income, and then you're dealing with the stress with homework and kids. And then you're trying to figure out how you're going to pay rent, how you're going to get by. Um, and also on top of that, like being told that you can't see your family. So anyone who is struggling financially, just to, you know, those outside supports that normally, let's say if it was a normal recession type situation that we were in, they can reach out to family and family can be there. But we're being told like you can't. Obviously, because of the coronavirus, we can't do that. So it must be so important, I would say, to get that exercise in and to kind of have the body right and eating healthy as well. Like, um, I put up a lot of weight over the years, you know, having kids, you tend to, you tend to kind of let, let things go a bit. Like, not everybody does, but I did, like, you know, and um, I found after then, after I had my gallbladder out as well, it, it just became harder to keep the weight off, but... I'm glad to be back on track with Slim World. Slim World is great. They're doing it online as well. And I'm sure there's other means of, like, you know, that guy, as I was saying, the last day. Uh, what's his name again? The body coach. Oh, Joe Wicks. Joe Wicks. He's doing his keep fit every morning at nine o'clock in the morning. And I think there's a, there's actually a Gaelgore guy doing it as well. I don't know his name. I can't remember why he came across him on the internet. So, um, but it's definitely important uh, to get out and get that exercise and try to be healthy. I know it's a struggle, but for me, the struggle is um, I eat a lot of bread and I ha that's one thing that um, the Slim World has reined in on me was like, you can't have another sandwich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? It's true. You're more aware of what you're putting into your body. That's what it is. It makes you think. You have to prep. You have to think about what you're going to buy when you're shopping and think about what meals you're going to make. So it forces you to be more prepared. And I think with that, that helps, you know, because um, I find if I'm starving and there's nothing just there at hand, I'll go straight for a pack of crisps or a pack of noodles or something bad where if, like, what I've been starting to do is 
I'm looking up quick dishes that literally take 15 minutes and then bulk sorry bulk batch cooking is what you call it yeah batch cooking yeah yeah doing that sorry a baby brain it's really bad um, so I've been cooking loads of like rice dishes so that you can put them in the fridge and they last about two days and every time like lunchtime I'm hungry if he's having this, another sandwich or eating more bread I have that to go to plus I think keeping it um, exciting like I love food that's the problem and <laughs> it, I find if I get bored really easy so another thing is I've got it and bought loads of different hot sauces and spices and that are very low in calories and they're just for more flavour or like jalapenos or stuff like that that you can throw on top of something so it's not the same meal all the time um, so yeah that's what I'd recommend people to do is keep it exciting and have them little cupboard staples that you can just go to do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And um, I mean, it must be very difficult to settle. You're in an apartment, but where you are, you're right on the canal, so you're very lucky. But as in the sense that you can get out for walks and it's just literally in your back door. But tell me, I know you're in a, an apartment block that has lots of kids in it. Do you find that has it been harder for your neighbours and stuff like that with their kids? Because I was just saying to my husband during the week, I was saying to James, I said, we are so lucky. Our kids are so blessed that we have such a big back garden. We have a trampoline. We have a pool for during the summer. We have the swings, their slides, their, ti- their trikes and their tikes and all that. And I said to him, like, we we really don't know how much we are blessed. Like, And I'm always saying, God always really blesses us. I'm very, uh, we're very lucky in the sense that we have that. And I'm very aware that other people don't have that privilege um, you know, living in apartment blocks. And I, my heart always, I was just thinking the other day, I was looking at Cullen swinging on the swing and I was like, oh God, like the poor kids that are stuck in apartments or even in homeless accommodation, they don't have that luxury. No, they don't. But I have noticed a lot of, um, just two big, in my estate, there's two large screens, one at the back of our building, one at the front. And because kids can't really play with each other or their friends, a lot more parents are out with their kids, especially if they're like a lonely only child. Do you know what I mean? You have four, so they kind of entertain each other. But there's kids that are only like just just one kid per household, so the parents are getting out and playing football and and probably more than they would have if this wasn't going on. So that's I suppose one positive. But it's also difficult. You see some kids out there on their own, just wandering as well, just kind of like you know they can't stay in the apartment, so they're told to go outside, and the parents also can't be out all day with them. So, um, yeah, it is a bit sad to see, but um, there's some positives to it as well. Um, we're lucky with the greens and people are playing with each other. And, and in it, it's nearly treated like, because we live in an apartment, there's loads of kids, especially on my floor, and they all play with each other and the parents all know each other. And it's like they're, they are still playing with each other outside, but they're kind of sticking with each other. So it's like we all live in one large house nearly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we live in one big house. Yeah, well, it kind of it, it kind of is like that, you know. Um, I suppose I know there's people who would frown and like you know kind of say, oh, look the social distancing and, and that. But yeah, as you said, you're in the same building as well, and I'm sure they're playing safely and keeping their distance. I know you were saying to me they were playing. You can see them playing together, but playing apart. Type yeah, thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, because you just like I mean it must be hard for kids who are in apartment blocks 
you know, not having the garden. And even I was saying, even for people who have children who might be only children, it must be very difficult for them. Like one of my neighbours, um, he's an only child. And I'm sure like, you know, it must be so difficult um, not having any contact with any other kids or getting to, getting to run around. And I know that, like, obviously we appreciate everything that the frontline workers have done so far during this um, nasty coronavirus. But um, you have to say as well, like, you do miss normality at this stage, you know. And that... I think the kids don't really understand what's going on. So they don't really know why they can't play with their friends. Yeah. So uh, that's a bit sad as well. So true, isn't it? Like, um, but as like, like that's it. And the mental health is so important nowadays as well. Like, um, the last recessions, you would have seen a lot of suicide rates go up. And I don't mean to be, um, focusing on that, right? Because we're talking about like you know, um, overall health in general. But uh, mm. it's such a huge part of it. Like, um, and I don't want you know, I'd I'd hate to think there was somebody out there who doesn't. Um, have those support systems in place living on their own and you know not being able to cope like yeah like um, you're right about the mental and I find that commu- communities are coming together more I know we're staying apart but we're coming together and organising like what happened in Ring's End there's a video out there where it's loads of flats and people from the flats all came down and stayed two metres apart and they all did a, a dance together and uh, to raise money for charity and, and a lot of towns are doing that but I'm nearly like I'm looking out my door and, and I find that our neighbours don't really especially the houses outside they don't really talk to each other enough and I'm like I'd love to organise something to get kind of everyone doing something but obviously doing it in a safe way like you're saying about that young boy and he's not really going outside and he's not really with his friends and he's um, do you know what I mean but if there was something organised on the road where everyone kind of went outside and kept their distance and you know, yeah. a street party or something like that. A lot of people are having street parties but staying apart. And I think that's their little things to kind of give your mental health a boost because you do need contact. And I know you have your partner there, but, you know, yeah. everyone gets on each other's nerves. You need other people. Yeah, and luckily, we all live close together. It was nice when you all came down to my garden to wish Cullen a happy birthday. Uh, my youngest, when he turned three, uh, my whole family were able to come down. It was great. And that was such a difference, like, um, for us, because it can, like, you know, for me this year, it was supposed to be his big, big birthday party and um, we didn't get to do it. But, like, you know, it was nice just to be able to do that in the garden, even just to sing happy birthday to him and we were able to leave presents for him and stuff like that. But um, it is getting harder as the time goes on. Mental health and physical health. Physical health... And mental health is obviously uh, being put at a strain during this time because we are eating more. And um, because when you're in the house, but at the same time, there's also this nice thing that um, people are going back to kind of old ways because we got so lost in technology. We got so lost in the rush. We got so lost, at, you know, you know, these quick, you know, texts to people where now everybody's kind of communicating more they're doing zoom calls like i was on a zoom game last night with a few friends and it was a good good bit of laugh like you know and then um you had your friend who graduated this year and you had your zoom chat there and 
But there's, you know, people are making more of an effort to connect, I find, even though it's online or any any way oh, they can. It definitely, like we, I, uh, I have some friends that even before the lockdown, you hadn't seen them in months, do you know what I mean? And uh, you are making more of an effort to check in with people. Um, so that's only like, I think it was nearly a year, a year and a half, or one of the girls in the group chat last night, and me and Sean hadn't like seen her in person and that long. Um, but it was lovely. And um, it kind of brought us all back together. We nearly felt like we were on a night out. We put the baby into bed. We had a whiskey and we were up four hours talking. And I felt like everyone was really excited to see each other. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was like, it was mad. We were getting so hyper and excited that we we're all in contact and all sharing our stories. And it was really good. It gave us all a boost. Like we're all texting each other the next morning saying thank you. And it was so lovely talking last night. And we must do it once a week now. And it was great. It gave me a boost because I went through nine months of no partying. And then, you know, just as I was about to get ready for partying again, lockdown happened. So I, I felt like I, I got my night out. So I feel good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because... I mean, you're very close to your friends and you have always made that time for each other. And um, I know you were missing that. And then obviously when you had you had to have a cesarean section and then that kind of isolated you that bit more because you weren't able to drive and you were in the apartment. And I know you're loving the baby and loving that time with Maria as well. But it is difficult then to be swung straight into, hey, you're in quarantine now, you know, and you've already felt like you've been in quarantine for ages. Um, but but I think um, what I would say is that it's the human connections that people are actually starting to value that bit more and family family values are coming back you can see people are kind of reaching out to their family to their grandparents you know um, just making sure that they're safe and you know their shopping is done or you know those things like where you know sometimes what happens when people get old that people visit them less whereas this is kind of reminding people how important that our grandparents are to us and um you know just making those connections again but uh overall um i suppose we're just gonna have to take it day by day with the food <laughs> with the diet and and trying to eat healthy and trying to get the kids to eat healthy uh what i started to do was um with the kids I had to buy the frozen free, free frozen free, frozen fruit and Aldi. So um, I'm making sure that they eat some frozen fruit every day because it's kind of like eating an ice pop for them, especially on these hot days. It's cool and it's and they're loving it as opposed for the mask and for rubbish, you know, that kind of way. Um, also, um, the veggies I'm making like Seamus, for instance, yesterday, he helped cook the dinner. He's like, you know, I'll help do the dinner, mammy, okay? So we were like helping him with the mushrooms, chopping and all. And I was doing the safe, obviously, with, you know, not a knife. <laughs> sharp. I was there with him. Anyway, <laughs> in case anyone wants to ring social services. <laughs> She's letting her kids cook. Um, no, it's good. Uh, good skills, good life skills they're learning is what I'm saying. And uh, they're, I find when they help prep food, they tend to eat healthier themselves because they're like, even he was like, where's the mushrooms in the curry? Because he got the mushrooms ready. And I was like, there they are. Do you want some? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I want a whole bowl of them. I was like, okay, but you have to eat the chicken with it and the, the other veggies. But I was laughing. It was the fact that he had chopped them mushrooms. He was like, where's the mushrooms? Like, 
you know yeah they're, they're more likely they're gonna eat it when they cook it when they're involved yeah exactly they feel like involved and if it's nice especially you know it turns out well it's like an accomplish, accomplishment for them and it doesn't become a big deal that you know I have to eat healthy because I feel like some people you know you make a big fuss of trying to make kids eat healthy like and you're like you need to eat that but I feel like the less you talk about it and just kind of you know stuff like that gets them more involved they're eating healthy and they don't even realise it you know what I mean yeah like and um, by saying stuff like you know your body is a machine like it's like, it's like a car we're putting healthy fuel in which makes the body work better and you know I, I still have to tell myself Dasha <laughs> <laughs> put down the wine <laughs> <laughs> but um, definitely like and even getting them like they love making their own little fruit bowls you know because they and and when I'm doing the shopping they give me their little lists of the healthy foods that they want I find that helps as well also I never ever make them finish what's on their plate because I think it's an Irish thing and I hear that it's a subconscious thing of going back to the van but I don't know um, that the reason why we're all like you know finish what's on your plate because uh, the grandparents would have been really appreciative of food um, and the great grandparents and supposedly that habit was passed right down eat what's on the plate type thing um, but I don't because kids know when they're full and I think that's what happens why an awful lot of people end up overweight this is just my personal opinion that we get used to that, you know, overeating because, you know, from your, the time you're a child, you're told, eat, eat the whole dinner. Whereas kids naturally know how to listen to their body and know when they have had enough. So I definitely, that's one thing, that's one tip I would give you for Maria when she's older, when she's eventually on that spoon. Don't ever, don't ever force her to finish the whole meal. Like, um, one of mine is really, really, like, I mean, no matter what, my avian, if she has a big bowl of chocolate ice cream, if she has two spoonfuls of that, if if she starts to feel in any way that she's just, you know, nicely full, she won't finish it. Whereas a lot of kids nowadays will just eat the whole lot of it for the sake of eating it. Whereas it's just being in tune with the body, I suppose, you know, and letting kids keep that part of them. You know, because uh, obesity and diabetes and everything else sound the line um, with the foods nowadays that are so heavily processed. And I'm just going to say that there's a great uh, page out there on Gripped um, called um, Michelle's Homegrown Home. And um, it's fantastic. Like she, you know, makes her own, not makes her own veg, grows her own veg prepares our own food and lots of homemade ideas for even for the kids at the moment while they're at home uh, during this coronavirus and um I like I'm literally I, I follow this page and it's like uh I'm like I really have to up my game because like she's like planting uh veg out of veg that's left over so making free food like and I'm like I need to learn how to do that and like you know be be a super mom like uh the wonderful Michelle but um so I'd recommend if you're if anyone's out there listening to this podcast and wants some homegrown home ideas go and have a look at the homegrown home page because it's absolutely brilliant and um you'll get to see Michelle and our lovely family and 
the wonderful things they can make and do and put us all to shame. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. And you, Aoife, you're, you're fairly new at motherhood, but I think you're doing absolutely a wonderful job and Marie is happy and healthy and I know it's hard. Uh, we're getting used to it in a way, do you know what I mean? It's good. I just hope that... um. I'm more worried about me not being able to leave her alone, more so than her making strange with people. I feel like I'm so used to having her by my side all the time. Yeah. <laughs> that I won't know what to do when someone says I'll babysit. Yeah. Yeah. That you'd be like, no, you can't have her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, I think we've covered enough for today. And Aoife, thank you for doing this podcast with me because I know you're um, out on a lovely walk now with Sean and the baby. Yeah, that's it. We'll get at least two walks in today without good weather, hopefully. So, enjoy, happy you. enjoy the day and thank you for, for um, listening today. You've got kids and I hope you enjoy this podcast. Have a wonderful bank holiday weekend, everybody.